0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Good Tuesday morning. Welcome to the Vince Coakley Radio Program. How are you today? Hope all is well in your world. The world at large, crazy as ever, all kinds of things going on that we will discuss during the course of the next couple of hours. Among them, I, I think we're at a place where we have spent so much money, and our government is in the habit of spending so much money, that we are numb to conversations about our national debts and spending habits and patterns of our elected officials, We're going to talk about a staggering amount of money that ought to be accounted for. We're going to address this coming up during the course of the broadcast and allegations. I know people have talked about the corruption in Ukraine. And if Ukraine is a corrupt country, what does it say when you've got Ukraine accusing the United States of corruption? We'll tell you what this story is about. Also, I think there's going to be more interest this year than there has been in a long time in alternatives to the mainstream political candidates. I mean, the polls have shown us repeatedly people do not want to see a Biden versus Trump rematch. Most people don't. So there's openness. To a possible third-party person. We'll tell you about one person. Who is doing a little threatening right now. Suggesting he might be that person who jumps in the race. For the 2024 presidential contest. It's bizarre to me. After the events that happened in Israel. That you now have a European government leader who is, by my description, sounds like he's ready to reward Hamas for the carnage that they have brought about over the last few months. We'll tell you what he is proposing. So glad this guy is, frankly, not in government anymore. Well, at least he's not in position of prime minister. You hear a lot of talk from the Trump folks about America first? Well, what do you think about a member of Congress making a declaration that another country should come first? Why is this person in Congress? This is another issue where you just have to look at the disintegration of America and the fact that, I'm just going to say it, we've got two factors going on. We've got people in this country who are essentially undermining American values. They are teaching and proclaiming and teaching your children that America is horrible, that this is a horrible place to be. Then, on the other hand, you've got people who are immigrants coming into the United States of America who hate America and they vote. Obviously, they have put this very hostile person in Congress. We'll tell you what she said that is really causing people's heads to spin. Talk about a brave new world. A brain chip implant. Yes, this is stirring terror. All across the globe, as people now wonder, what in the world are we about to do? We'll talk about this new technology. A warning for you parents about the fastest growing crime that's targeting minors. You need to know about this so that you can protect your children. Very important issue, because unfortunately, I think a lot of this is going on without us parents having any idea they're clueless we are clueless sometimes about what's happening right under our noses we'll talk about this threat coming up first here are the mid east headlines from drudge the pentagon mixed up the enemy and friendly drones some sad information has come out about the deadly attack that happened over the weekend Biden faces treacherous political choices in answering deadly attack. I would have to say there really aren't any good choices. The best choices are the ones that would have been made several years ago to communicate strength rather than weakness. So here we are with bad choices. Russia and China warn over Middle East strikes. The axis of resistance faces moment of truth. Blinken saying he's not seen this much danger since 1973. And Iran executes four Israeli spies over a bomb plot on a weapons factory. Those are just some of the headlines we will delve into first with information on the deadly drone attack. And I'm looking at the pictures of these young lives that were lost over the weekend. Tragic. Tragic. And it's all apparently because of a misunderstanding, a misinterpretation, a misidentification. We'll talk about this and much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. If you'd like to join the conversation, phone number 704 570 1110. You know, I've been thinking a lot since the conversation we had with Congressman Thomas Massey yesterday. And again, this is part of a conversation, a greater conversation we absolutely need to have. What am I talking about? I'm talking about our presence around the world. I really think we need to have a serious conversation about what is in our national interest. I mean, and we'll we'll talk more about this later on when I talk about the money that we have sent over to Ukraine. It's, I'm just going to be blunt about this. Whatever we think about Ukraine and the cause of protecting Ukrainians from the big, bad Russians, I think it's an abomination how much money we've sent over there. We'll talk about this later on. The fact that we are ostensibly concerned about the borders for Ukraine while at the same time our own border is unprotected. As far as I'm concerned, the man in the White House right now. And I don't say things like this lightly. Because I think the same can be said of other presidents before. But I think this man is... Unfaithful to America. What's sad to me is that people don't readily recognize what this is. And I don't throw the word, the T word around. Lightly. But I really believe some of the behavior of leaders in this country really has been treasonous. That's very strong language to use. When you have a responsibility to protect the American people, the American border, and you don't do it for whatever reason, there's no excuse. None. Zero. And the lawmakers that have facilitated this or allowed this or promoted this, they are just as bad. I was thinking about when I heard this story yesterday, I was thinking about these families whose life, lives have been forever changed, either through the loss of their loved ones or injuries that they have suffered. They had no reason to believe that their loved ones were in harm's way. There's no war going on. We're not at war. And yet, here are three young lives wiped out. Their, their images are in front of me right now, and I see their bright, smiling faces, and to be honest with you, a part of me is angry. We have failed these young people. We have failed them. We left them essentially as sitting ducks. And, and this is not to denigrate what they're doing, because they're only following the directions of the people in the suits, the people who are supposed to be smart. But I think it's been proven over and over these people are absolute morons. And maybe worse. Some of them are downright criminal in their behavior. Washington Post headline, U.S. mixed up enemy-friendly drones and attack that killed three troops. American air defenses failed to intercept an attack drone that killed three troops and wounded dozens in Jordan amid confusion about the identity of approaching aircraft. While the Pentagon scrambled to identify what went wrong at the isolated facility with the goal of preventing more bloodshed from ongoing attacks by Iranian proxy forces, President Biden's vow to retaliate raised questions about whether the United States could tip the region into the full-scale conflict with Washington has sought to avoid. The incident also prompted concern about whether U.S. personnel are adequately prepared to defend against the proliferation of attack drones. You need to know about these brave young people. Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, 46 years old. Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, 24. Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffett, only 23 years old. Members of an Army Reserve Unit, 718th Engineer Company, from Fort Moore in Georgia. First, American troops killed by hostile fire since the war in Gaza triggered a steep rise in violence across the Middle East. I was hearing this morning since since the attack that occurred by Hamas back in October, there have been well over a hundred attacks against Americans and American forces. It's crazy. Two officials said an initial assessment suggested the weaponized drone may have been mistaken for an American aircraft returning to Tower 22, a base in northeastern Jordan, close to where the country's border converges with Syria and Iraq. The attack occurred early Sunday and struck living quarters. Described as containerized housing. Where personnel was still in bed asleep. More than 40 troops injured. Another official, who like some others, spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe the military's ongoing assessment of the incidents in the attack, left 47 wounded. Tower 22, which functions as a support site for a separate U.S. outpost across the border in Syria, houses about 350 Americans. Though a potential target for any American response remained close held, The Islamic resistance in Iraq, an umbrella group for Iranian linked militias in the region, has claimed responsibility for the attack. U.S. government has not publicly identified who it believes to be responsible, has accepted the group's claim, according to two former officials familiar with the ongoing investigation. John Kirby, a spokesman for the National Security Council, told reporters the White House Biden met with his national security team Sunday and Monday, and the United States will respond to the attacks on its own schedule. As to what that attack will be and the timetable. We will have to see. We will have to see. Let's go out to a quick call. I believe we have John on the line, wants to respond to my comments earlier about presidents and their faithfulness or lack thereof to us in the Constitution. Good morning, John.
2: Hey, good morning, Vince. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for taking my call. I, I wanted to weigh in on that, but first as a retired service member, thank you for mentioning those, uh, those souls that have been lost. Um, it, it is often uh, overshadowed, often uh, not named because folks don't want to upset. So thank you for mentioning those uh, soldiers. Uh, but to the POTUS, you are know, you absolutely spot on with your comment that uh, I, too, believe he is, he is being unfaithful to the nation. But this is the thing that uh, gets my crawl. As an individual who has served the nation for nearly 24 years, uh, did it when I graduated high school, I am proud to say I want my nation to be first. I want Mm -hmm. it to be the best. I want it to be the greatest in the world. I want it to be that beacon that it is. And what irritates me, this man doesn't want that, but there are so many on the left and a handful on the right that say that's acceptable. They no longer want our nation, our forefathers who established it, to excel. And they demonize me. They demonize guys like me and gals that want our country to be the best. It's not about a politic. I am the farthest thing from a Republican. I believe in my (laughs) Constitution. And it's not about a party. It is about this country, and they are disregarding it, and there dang well needs to be a clause, something to take place, that the minute you step on it, you're gone and done. You revoke your privilege to be a representative of this great nation so i way, by, appreciate that
1: i i don't want to tip my hand too much uh based on what's coming up a little bit later on have you heard about what one member of congress about the allegiance that she has sworn publicly have you heard about that uh,
2: well i don't know who you're, you're
1: speaking oh of, you you the, just the, the, the hang on
2: from michigan and minnesota irritate me
1: yeah well you just wait until you hear what i'm going to communicate a little bit later on Oh, uh, it boy. just blows my mind. Uh, thanks so much for yeah. your service, and thanks for your call this morning. You're you're a breath of Thank fresh air. God bless you, as we continue our broadcast. Twenty nine minutes after ten o'clock.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, We've had a conversation yesterday and today about the response that's needed in dealing with all these attacks coming from Iranian proxies. The Washington Post has a story about these treacherous political choices. They are treacherous. What should this administration do? There's a danger here of this exploding into a wider conflict. Biden has promised to hold all those responsible to account, but exactly how he plans to do that remains unclear. The drone attack, the first known time U.S. soldiers have been killed in the fallout from the Israel Gaza war, killed three Army reserve members. U.S. officials say they were part of a mission working with partners to counter the Islamic State in the region, and their presence was unrelated to American support for Israel. John Kirby. Spokesman for the White House National Security Council told reporters we do not seek another war. We do not seek to escalate But we will absolutely do what's required to protect ourselves to continue that mission and to respond appropriately to these attacks Declining to answer questions about the nature or the timing of any US retaliatory strike I'm not going to telegraph any punches here from the podium. No, I get in front of the president or his decision-making He's met twice with his national security team. He's weighing the options before him. This is really a monumental decision. Because we're in the midst of sustained military strikes. What should we do? By the way, the president made no public appearances yesterday. You heard his comments in Columbia, South Carolina on Sunday. What would you like to see your president do? How should he respond? Should the response be limited only to these groups? Or do we go directly to the head of the snake? Or should there be a combination of things here? Should we do all of the above to send a clear message? You do not screw with the United States of America. What should we do? And then we've got that other war going on, which is, by my Perspective, it's getting less and less attention. Ukraine versus Russia. You know, I'm still going back to the audio I have from some buffoon who is saying this was going to be over in weeks. I need to find that audio again. But it's it's, it's so... (laughs) It's a piece of audio that has not aged well at all. This guy was saying this was going to be over in a matter of days weeks at the most here we are many months into this coming up we're going to delve into how much money we have sent to ukraine and again as sympathetic as i am to the ukrainian people i have to ask the question is this money that was well spent should we have sent this much money and do we even know where it went Do we have any sense of accountability for the money that has gone out? Let's go out to a call from Bill, who has a military background. I'd like to offer some insight on all of this. Good morning, Bill, and welcome.
3: Hey, Vince. How are you? All right, sir. Enjoy your show. Um, First time caller to your show. I was uh, in the Navy. And uh, my father was in the Navy. My grandfather was in the Navy. Uh, It's just unbelievable that everyone sits around and says, uh, we're not going to tolerate this. And don't. And everybody repeats the line, don't. And then you have everybody standing up on a podium saying, well, the president, the president, is there any one of Biden's voters that really believes that Biden is making any decisions whatsoever? He had a full day yesterday with nothing on his schedule. There's three African-American people who were killed on a base, and there's an African-American leader that says we will not tolerate this. We will not allow this to happen, and we're going to respond whenever we decide to. It is absolutely abhorrent. Just on the Afghanistan withdrawal alone, they should all be fired. Then you have the spy balloon. Then you have everything that goes on in this administration. There's no accountability. Lloyd Austin disappears for a week. Nobody even knows where he is. We're, we're literally at war. They stand up and say, we don't want a war with Iran. We're in a war with Iran. It it's is unreal. an
1: undeclared war, isn't it? yes. So we make you president for a day. What do you do?
3: Well, I mean, I'm reminiscent of when Reagan was elected back in Jimmy Carter. I think we we show force and we retaliate where everybody knows, hey, you don't want to mess with us. And that's just really not happening. I mean, I have friends that live in Texas right now. And before the federal government didn't go down there and cut the wire, you know, they haven't gone and cut the razor wire, but they were going to. My friends in Texas were furious. They are fed up with this crap. I cannot believe that we put America last at every turn. And as far as on the Ukraine, I spent the last three summers in Kyiv. Every summer I was in Kyiv from 2017 up into the war. Any money that goes over there is absolute corruption. These people live and breathe by corruption. It's the only thing that works over there. So we're sending all this money over there, and, and all of these oligarchs are getting the money. They all have yachts. I mean, there's no way to win this war against Russia. They're in it for the long game. This is, and actually, anytime time money is sent over there to the Ukraine, it circles right back around. And don't get me wrong. Chuck Schumer, he's no more guilty than Lindsey Graham. Any time the money goes over there, it comes back around
1: any time <laughs> that does not surprise me in the very least not in the very least Bill want to thank you for your service and uh, my hope and prayer is that somewhere uh, some sanity prevails here it certainly needs to prevail in November because God forbid we allow this old fool in the White House for another four can't do it cannot afford to do it 44
3: minutes After the hour of 10 o'clock.
1: Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. 10 minutes before the hour, 11 o'clock. I want you to think just for a moment before we go into the story. What could the United States of America do with $130 billion? dollars 130 just for example what could we do at our southern border think about it our southern border has been i mean let's just be blunt about this exposed there's no question about the fact that our border is not secure it's not do you think we could build a wall I think we can probably build a wall multiple times with $130 billion. And provide real security against foreign invaders. Let's be honest, because that's what these folks are. This is an invasion. And no, this does not denigrate them as human beings. It just recognizes that these are people who are making choices to come into our country uninvited And frankly with impunity so let's talk about 130 billion dollars Breitbart has the story about this is the amount we have sent to Ukraine so far for its war against Russia a spokesperson for Ukraine is telling Breitbart news the money's not going to Ukraine but benefiting American interests This shock claim in response to a request for information by Breitbart News on whether or not any American tax dollars had gone specifically to Uman, a city in the war-torn Eastern European nation that's currently seeing a condo built on a Jewish mass grave, as previously reported, in violation of a bilateral agreement with the U.S. and in violation of international law. Breitbart reported January 10th the city in Ukraine is proceeding with building a condo on a Jewish mass grave, despite three letters from members of Congress from both parties to the Ukrainian government demanding the cemetery be protected. Replying to an inquiry about whether or not U.S. dollars are going to the city where this is taking place, a spokesperson for the Ukrainian embassy told Breitbart News funds authorized by American lawmakers to support Ukraine's armament are not directly allocated to Ukraine after claiming the Ukrainian embassy did not receive a request sent by Breitbart news eight months ago for information on the construction project, which requires desecrating the remains of victims of the 1768 Hydemax massacre. The spokesperson explained that instead a significant portion of the billions of dollars to Ukraine is utilized in the United States for the construction of new weapons or to replenish those dispatched to Kiev from U.S. reserves, adding that analysis, not specifically cited, found that nearly 90% of aid granted by Congress is benefiting American interests. The email continues, The allocation of funds doesn't imply immediate expenditure. American interests in this context presumably means weapons manufacturers. Hmm. The Associated Press reported Sunday employees from a Ukrainian arms firm conspire with defense ministry officials to embezzle almost $40 million allocated for weapons purchases. That news comes months after the New York Times reported on the sacking of Ukraine's minister of defense due to graft. And financial mismanagement in the department amid an avalanche of cash coming from the United States to fund the beleaguered war effort. And as the Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, asked for yet more. The Times report said some prepayments for weapons had vanished in the bank accounts of weapons dealers among about $980 million in weapons contracts that missed their delivery dates in 2023. As Breitbart previously reported, in October 2021, a letter was sent to Zelensky personally by Representatives Gregory Meeks and Jerry Nadler, expressing concern about desecration of a Jewish cemetery in Uman in violation of existing cultural heritage protection agreements emphasizing that the cemetery and other important historical and culturally significant sites are provided with legal protection under the 1994 bilateral agreement between the United States and Ukraine on protecting and preserving cultural heritage. Later that same month, another letter addressed to Zelensky personally, sent by Representative Richie Torres, Marcy Kaptur, Susan Wilde, Mike Quigley, Doug Lamborn, and Brian Fitzpatrick raising alarm about the cemetery's destruction and desecration, again reiterating the actions in violation of that agreement. This agreement, by the way, worked out under the Obama administration. So, again, you have to ask the question here what are we funding? Who are we funding? The annual Corruption Perceptions Index, published by Nonprofit Transparency International, scored Ukraine 33 out of 100 back in 2022. Putting the country near the bottom third of 180 countries scored. The Biden administration, by the way, wants an additional $64 billion for Ukraine aid. <laughs> 64 additional billion, dollars, which puts the total here up toward $200 billion. Think about this, folks. I, the more I hear about this, the more I'm convinced there's something seriously wrong with this whole thing. What do you think? Is this a good use of our money? Coming up in the next hour, a third-party candidate firing a warning shot. He said he could see himself as president. Ooh, I'm sure the White House is not thrilled about this. And a former prime minister in UK making an incredible declaration. This guy is totally in another dimension. And you'll hear about the squad member. She lets us know who she is committed to first and foremost. First and It's not America. We'll deal with this much more as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. News is next. More of the Vince Coakley radio program straight ahead. the Vince Coakley radio program we've seen the polls and the polls are quite clear most Americans you know despite the rabid support for Donald Trump and the desperate cleaving to Joe Biden so we don't get Donald Trump again (laughs) there really isn't energy out there and excitement From most regular Americans about this repeat, I mean, it still blows my mind. I've said this before, and some of you, you know, I know are aggravated by it, but I'm disgusted by the fact that we've got 350 million people, and this is the best we can come up with. And the interesting thing, I don't think it's a reflection of Biden and Trump. It's a reflection, we've got a very sick country. We are an anemic country, desperately in need of healing and restoration. Our vision's bad. Our understanding and our discernment is horrible. It's worse than it's been in some time. But there is this craving, this desire from a lot of people that they're they want something different. So enter a man who obviously saw the writing was on the wall and he was not going to be able to hold on to his Senate seat. I'm referring to Joe Manchin, who's now fired a warning shot saying he can absolutely see himself as president. Hmm and saying the Biden White House is dominated by far, far far-left liberals. So he's sending up some smoke signals that he's preparing to run for president and taking shots at the White House in the process. In this new interview with CNN, the outgoing West Virginia senator said he can absolutely see himself as president. Manchin called the president a good, decent man. But he worries about a second Biden term with a White House staff who believes he's he believes is dominated by a group of far, far left liberals. Calling the prospect of a Trump return to the White House very much concerning to every human being and every person who basically loves the country we have and the life that we have and trying to have a future for our children and future generations. CNN reporting if mansion runs he'd want to take the spots on state ballots being secured by the centrist no labels group. That group, according to the CNN report is experiencing internal turmoil on a number of fronts, including whether to have a Democrat or Republican, at top 13. <laughs> I remind you the name of this group, no labels. They can't figure out. Okay. Do we want a Democrat or a Republican at the top? It's hilarious. According to CNN, Biden and top aides are keeping their distance from Manchin, ultimately hoping he decides against an independent run. I mean, of course, you're going to keep your distance from him. Because I suspect if they try to reach out to him, (laughs) it's going to make him even more emboldened to run. I, I think this is hilarious to watch. It really is. Because I think they have the most to lose. Manchin's not going to get the MAGA supporters. Clearly, he might get some, I don't know which how you would characterize them, more liberal Republicans and some independents, and certainly draw some Democrats who are recognizing their party has been hijacked by extreme left-wingers. Yes, Manchin's a real threat, and I'm sure they do hope at the White House This fizzles out and goes nowhere. (sighs) How do I share this story? I saw this and I was just blown away. I mean, it's another example to me of just our country. Not only do we have open borders, we have an open Congress. I mean... What are we going to do next? Are we going to have somebody on the terrorist watch list get elected to Congress? What am I talking about? UK Daily Mail has this story. Squad member Ilan Omar slammed for disgraceful speech saying she, are you ready for this? She is Somalia first and pushing an unrecognized deal with Ethiopia. She's being accused of treason. Well, for good reason. She is treasonous. Accused of treason, calls to be removed from Congress as she faces fierce opposition for a speech where she unapologetically declared she is Somalia first. Somaliland ambassador Rhoda Elmi reposted video of Omar's speech on X, called it regrettably unbecoming and lacking in common decency. Oh, my gosh. The leaked video of Omar's speech quickly went viral, garnered widespread criticism, including from far right, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. I, I, I need to reach out to some of these so-called journalists and ask them. I want them to come in this program and explain to me what does far right mean? What does it mean? Marjorie Taylor Greene, accusing her colleague of using her position to protect people who hate America, and also said she's clearly admitting to put another country ahead of American interests. Uh, yeah. House Majority Whip Tom Emmer, who also represents a district in Minnesota, called for his colleague's resignation. Ilhan Omar's appalling Somalia first comments are a slap in the face to the Minnesotans she was elected to serve, and a direct violation of her oath of office. She should resign in disgrace. For her part, Omar decried the criticism as completely off, claiming she's saying her top priority as a member of Congress is to represent the best interests of Somali people in America. Oh, my gosh. Squad members speaking in Somalian at this Minneapolis event when the moment was captured on camera, circulated online. I was going to share it with you and realized, yes, she was. Speaking in Somalian, sleep in comfort, knowing I'm here to protect the interests of Somalia from inside the U.S. system. That's what she said. She also uplifted Somalia's unity against Ethiopia and Somalia land, which is an unrecognized state considered part of Somalia and supported Somalia forcibly retaking land around their country. Act for America founder and chairwoman Brigitte Gabriel wrote on X. "Ilan Omar put Somalia first, Islam second, America last. Yeah, that's about right. We hope the House leadership and her caucus will take note of her public conduct, unbecoming United States Congresswoman, nor representative of the august House she serves in. This is what the Somalia land ambassador said. A lengthy statement posted to X Representative Green wrote terrorist sympathizer Ilan Omar in her own words Somalian first Muslim second she never mentions America well of course not she flaunts using her position as congresswoman to protect Somalia's border while our border is invaded by millions of illegals who are in danger who are a danger to America. these people hate America and they're so emboldened by the Democrats disdain for our country. They don't even try to hide it anymore. Omar said in her speech, the U.S. government will only do what Somalians in the U.S. tell them to do. They will do what we want and nothing else. They must follow our orders, and that is how we will safeguard the interests of Somalia. We Somalians must have the confidence in ourselves that we call the shots in the U.S., Together, we'll protect the interests of Somalia. (sighs) Americans for Prosperity, Tennessee Ambassador Robbie Starbuck, accused Omar of openly admitting allegiance to a foreign country and using her position in government to put that foreign nation first. This is treason. When Omar is an agent for Somalia, it's all out in the open. She should be removed from Congress, at the very least. Absolutely insane. (laughs) Who has the courage to take steps in that direction it ain't gonna happen cowards in fact that's the question I have to ask am I more concerned about Ilan Omar or the cowards in Congress that won't touch this with a ten-foot pole for a variety of reasons love to get your thoughts as we continue the
0: broadcast Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, what do you think of Ilan Omar? And her comments, she's devoted to Somalia. Well, I would recommend this. I'll be more than happy to discontinue her salary as a member of Congress. And let's give her a one-way ticket to Somalia. Go and run for office there. I would contend they probably would not want her. I'm just saying. What's your perspective on all of this? Is that harsh? Let's go out to perspective. Do we have Mark on the line here? Wanting to talk about Ilan Omar. Good morning.
4: Good morning, Vince. <clears throat> a little insight from, I have um, I have a question for the uh, number crunchers and P counters. When we had the earliest amount sent to Ukraine, if that was adjusted for today's dollars with inflation, I'm scared to admit that it will approach expected value of a half a trillion dollars.
1: Just wonderful.
4: Yeah. So I'd I'd really like to have this have that peer review. I did this, you know. It's just a, it's just pulling the number out of the air. The fifth district in Minnesota from the 2010 census is before the George Floyd riots. Is Alon Omar's district. With Minnesota's same day registration and early voting, there's no way a Republican will ever get voted there because they've all left.
1: Yep. I understand fully. Appreciate your call there, Mark. It's, uh, you know, we've got whole sections of this country that are, um, in many ways, just not recognizable anymore. Because what's happened, I, I don't mind saying this, this country is essentially becoming colonized by people who do not embrace the values that you have and I have. I'm not saying we're going to agree on everything, but in the very least, the starting place ought to be you want to be in America and you appreciate the values that make this country what it is. But I can't say it surprises me at all that we've got people who come here and they have nothing but contempt for America and its values. And this is what, unfortunately, we've got children being taught in the school system, your children, my children being taught how horrible America is. And from there, we turn to. Another moron, this one in the United Kingdom. Thank God this guy's not Prime Minister anymore. Breitbart story David Cameron says UK is considering recognizing a Palestinian state. Now, of all the dumb things you could possibly do after the Hamas attack, here we are, essentially rewarding. Hamas for their behavior. I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation if not for the events that happened back in October. The moment when the UK formally recognizes a Palestinian state at the end of Israel's war with Hamas might be drawing nearer. That's suggested by the Foreign Secretary David Cameron the diplomatic initiative would come despite the fact doing so would reward hamas for the terror attack of october 7th and defy israel's opposition to any such move cameron speaking ahead of his fourth visit to the region since being appointed britain's top diplomat in november claimed palestinians had to be given a political horizon to encourage peace in the middle east you are this guy i mean what a total idiot I mean, do these people even pay any attention to what's going on in the real world? The U.K. has a responsibility to set out what a Palestinian state would look like. The former conservative prime minister told a Westminster reception. Conservative my ass. This guy is about as no more conservative than my dog. The Palestinian people would have to be shown irreversible progress toward a two-state solution. As that happens, we, with allies, will look at the issue of recognizing a Palestinian state, including the United Nations. This is what he told the conservative Middle East Council. That word has been so bastardized. I, I, I can't talk about this anymore. I'm, I, I'm just blown away. By the abject stupidity of these folks, they really are stupid yep. I, I, I and again, this goes back to who goes back to what who put these people in office and it kind of it also reminds me of what is the guy's name um UK Independence Party guy, Nigel Farage, talking about the Uniparty. They got Uniparty over there. We got Uniparty here. Republicans, Democrats, overall, it's the same agenda. We get the same crap. Every two, four years, doesn't matter. Alright, let's talk about technology a little bit at least start this conversation. I really want to know what you think about this. This is really intriguing stuff. For years, this would have been referred to as science fiction, but folks, it's here. The US Sun reports. The first human has received Elon Musk's Neuralink brain chip implant with terrified fans warning the first cyborg is born. The brain chip has been implanted in a human, despite major concerns with how the experiment affected monkeys. Elon Musk has divided fans after announcing his controversial Neuralink brain chip has been implanted in a human. The Neuralink tech aims to enable someone to control their phone or another device with their mind, according to Musk. The first human received an implant, from Neuralink and is recovering well. That's what Musk put on X yesterday. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. The Tesla boss followed the huge news by explaining how the technology works. He said the first Neuralink product is called telepathy. Enables control of your phone or computer and through them, almost any device just by thinking. Initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or auctioneer. That's the goal. The company previously said the Neuralink mission is to restore autonomy to individuals who have unmet medical needs with a vision to unlock human potential in the future. Now, Neuralink got FDA clearance for its first human clinical trials in May, with the company initially wanting to test on 10 humans. Would you be open to experimentation? That number has now been changed to six. The brain chip has a 1,000 electrodes and hopes to help people wirelessly perform computer functions simply by thinking via a think-and-click mechanism. Neuralink, a startup funded by Musk in 2016, said in November it was looking for quadriplegics under 40 years old to take part in these human trials. Now, for the sake of these folks, I hope this is helpful for them. And perhaps it'll be helpful for all of us. What do you think about this technology? 29 minutes after 11 o'clock. Let's of the Vince Coakley radio program. One of the things that I've been concerned about for quite some time is what's happening to our young people. You know, there was a way we could protect and defend our young people from outside threats years ago. You just keep them from coming to your house or keep an eye on them in the neighborhoods. It was so much easier. Now, not only are people reaching out to your children, but sometimes your children are reaching out to people who may be predators. And it can all be going on right under your roof without you even knowing. It's scary stuff. This is a totally new thing that we're dealing with the past few years with the ability of people with really dangerous motivations having access to our children. I saw the story and I, I was just thinking it just again struck me how we've reached a point where it's so easy for our children to be victimized Breitbart reports according to a study online sextortion is the fastest growing crime targeting minors you heard that targeting minors online sextortion The fastest-growing crime targeting kids in the West. Social media companies are failing to do more to prevent it, according to a recent study. A cybercriminal group in West Africa known as Yahoo Boys is driving financial sextortion, which involves coercing kids and teens into sending explicit images of themselves and then threatening their family with wide distribution of the images unless they pay them repeatedly via payment apps cryptocurrency transfers, or gift cards. The Yahoo Boys have been using the social media platforms Instagram, Snapchat, and Wiz to find and connect with their victims. The cyber criminals also use social media platforms to promote their tactics and recruit new members. The Yahoo Boys have posted training videos and guides to help others run a financial sextortion scam on social media platforms like China's TikTok, scribed, and Google's YouTube. Researchers also found dozens of videos showing self-proclaimed Yahoo boys pulling off their extortion scams on TikTok and YouTube. Scripts teaching other scammers what to say to their victims were also found on Such material published to various platforms have been more... Than half a million views my goodness this is scary stuff in one YouTube video reviewed by NBC News and CNBC a Yahoo boy explained to viewers how to catch a client instructing them to keep their victims engaged by acting like a real girl from there the cyber scammers explained how to coerce their victims into sending explicit photos of themselves The video even included a step-by-step explanation of how to threaten a victim and pressure them into sending payments. One document found unscribed included a script that read in part, you ready to comply with me? I will make you so miserable you can't even think. I will send your nudes to people online, lots of people online. Do you want this to happen? Yes or no? If you do not want it to happen, you'll have to pay me. How much you got there? If you're thinking of $200, forget it. I'm posting your nude and going to make you die in pain, the script added. These types of scripts have been available online for years and are still readily available on social media platforms like Meta's Instagram and Snapchat. A senior intelligence analyst who led this study said sextortion is a transnational crime threat that's actually causing a significant number of American deaths. Noting this type of crime, which mostly impacts boys and young men, has led to victims committing suicide. In August, for example, two Nigerian men were extradited to the U.S. to face charges involving a sex sextortion scam that authorities said resulted in the suicide of a 17-year-old high school student in Michigan. And in November, a Nigerian man was indicted by a grand jury after the Secret Service said he had used Yahoo Boys tactics, including sextortion and wire fraud, of $2.5 million. Wow. According to the indictment, the Nigerian man and his co-conspirators had used fake accounts on Facebook and Snapchat to pose as attractive young women in order to connect with young male users and gain access to their friends and follower lists, later getting them to send explicit images. After threatening to share the explicit photos, the Nigerian man promised his victims he and his co-conspirators would delete, or at least refrain from distributing, these slacious images as long as they receive payment. But the scammers continued threatening their victims after receiving the money, pressuring them to make additional payments. Notably, these tactics of the Yahoo boys have gained popularity in West Africa as a way to get rich quick The Yahoo boys are even mentioned in popular songs giving the cyber criminals more clout I strongly urge you If you have not already have this conversation with your children first about making contact with strangers on the internet that's a no for starters and beyond that do not send pictures of yourself to anybody this is this is horrible and sadly there are people who are getting filthy rich off of this and I do mean filthy rich much
3: more as we continue our broadcast the Vince Coakley radio program
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: All right, by now you know the year, 2024, an election year. WBT gearing up, To bring you all the latest on what's sure to be an election cycle for the ages. First up, the WBT North Carolina 8th Congressional District Republican Primary Debate. It's sold out, but don't worry. If you don't have a ticket, you can listen to all of the event right here on WBT. It's tomorrow, Wednesday, January 31st. 7 p.m., Wingate University's Batch Center. The debates will be moderated by Bo and Beth with questions to candidates. Coming from the whole WBT team, Pete Callender, Brett Winterbull, Mark Garrison, Brett Jensen, and myself. And a big thank you to our venue sponsor, Wingate University. Visit WBT.com for more details on this. Had to share this with you. Scott posted this on social media. I was laughing on Sunday when he posted this. Here's lesson of today. Tepper, absolute idiot. He let go of Christian McCaffrey and Coach Wilkes both in the NFC playoff game. In fact, a couple of items on this, which are really interesting. WBTV reporting Carolina connections, former Panthers, Charlotte area natives, heading to Super Bowl. Headlining the list of players with connections, the Carolinas 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey. As you know, the 49ers and Kansas City Chiefs face off in the NFL's title game February 11th when they do Some familiar faces, football fans in North and South Carolina will take the field. Perhaps most notably, former Panthers star Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes will play in the big game. McCaffrey spent his first five and a half seasons with Carolina before he was traded to San Francisco midway through the 2022 season. During his time with the Panthers, he quickly became a fan favorite, established himself as one of the league's best all-around running backs. Finished his Panthers career with 50 total touchdowns and ranks 4th in franchise history in rushing yards, 6th in receiving yards. Pretty amazing, huh? Wilkes, a graduate of West Charlotte High, Appalachian State University, also a long history of the Panthers, served as an assistant coach in Carolina 2012-17 before returning in 2022, took over the interim head coaching role for the final 12 games of the 2022 season, posting a 6-6 six and six record and making a case for the full-time job, as you know, infamously passed over and joined the 49ers as their defensive coordinator. I'm sure these two are laughing inside. Of course, they are classy people, and they're not going to say anything publicly. But I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, <laughs> Mr. Tepper... This is for you. <laughs> Speaking of, interesting story reported about the AFC Championship game. Chiefs Ravens, most watched AFC Championship ever. 55.47 million viewers. That's a lot of people watching. On CBS. Chiefs-Ravens averaging 55.473 million viewers. The most watched AFC championship ever. 17% increase over last year's comparable window. Featuring the quarterback free, eventually 49ers losing to the Eagles. Coupled with even higher ratings for the Lions-49ers game on Fox, it bodes well for massive numbers on CBS when the 49ers and Chiefs get together again for the super bowl so you can expect that advertisers are quite thrilled by the prospect of reaching so many people all right time for us to take a look at the day in history george how are you today i am good how are you doing not bad at all we began in 1847 Yerba Buena was formerly the name of this place. And I'll give you a big hint. In 1847, it was renamed to its current name. It's known for a big bridge. It's on the left coast, by the way. But it's known, probably the most uh, noticeable thing about this city, is that big bridge.
2: San Francisco?
1: You are correct. Had you ever heard of Yerba Buena? i can't say that i have no i mean i've learned something on this one i didn't know it had another name at one time uh are you familiar with necco wafers necco I've never wafers heard of n-e-c-c-o necco wafers
4: does that have to do with being muslim
1: i i don't know i don't know what these things are anyway they were trademarked on this day i never heard of these things before 1933, the first episode of this show aired on radio on WXYZ. This was a um, guy who always came to the rescue of people. He worked by himself. That's your big hint. Who was this masked hero? I guess would be the Lone Ranger. The Lone Ranger. This was a big hit on radio. 1933 is when they started that show. Huh. Pretty amazing, huh? Yes, it is. Man of Peace, Gandhi, assassinated, 1948. 1969, the Beatles performed in public for the last time on the roof of Apple. 1976, the Supreme Court banned limits on campaign spending, equating it with speech. And in 1980, the first ever Chinese Olympic team arrived in Lake Placid for those games. And before you go... We leave you with a very bizarre story. I mean, you want to talk about bizarre. Exotic animals, including South American ostrich and giant American snail, seized from suburban New York home. There were a hundred animals. from. Can you believe this? Over a hundred animals. In a home? Exotic species, including a giant African snail. A tortoise and a South American ostrich all of these things were in this house of 100 animals the animals some of which are endangered species discovered by state and local authorities at the basement and backyard shed of a home in suburban New Belmore this is east of New York City the owner cited for 30 violations related to the illegal possession of animals he had a lot of animals that have no business being in suburbia, Boy. period.
2: Well, 100 animals is, is a lot regardless, but, yeah, exotic animals,
4: that's crazy.
1: I mean, would you like a pet ostrich, George? Uh, this,
4: no. <laughs> this is pretty crazy. Um, uh, what do you do with the pet snail, uh
2: I have no idea. This is just absolutely bizarre. My, my son used to have a pet turtle, and I never could figure that out. So,
1: Yeah, I mean, some of these animals are kind of like, I think sometimes people like to have something different just to be different. Maybe that's what they're doing. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. I don't. Otherwise, I do not get this at all. Nope. But, <laughs> but go figure. They're now going to find homes, I assume, for all of these uh, bizarre animals. That's all the time we have for the broadcast today. We thank you very much for joining us. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios.